I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Listen to Scoopy Radio with Brandon Robinson. Scoopy Radio. Radio. Now on the Boardwalk Kind of Hotline, NBA Insider. He's the host of Scoopy Radio. The one, the only, <laughs> Brandon Radio. Robinson joins us here on a Thursday night. Brandon, my friend, how you doing? Man, I'm doing good. You had me cracking up with this San Antonio talk. I wasn't sure if I was on the phone with Josh or Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> it is incredible, is it not, that San Antonio has survived that long and been that successful? Scoop B Radio. Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I actually spoke to Brett Brown about this recently uh, because we talked about um, – the parallel between the San Antonio Spurs and the New England Patriots. And you both agreed that, you know, the Patriots and the Spurs have had longevity in the respective leagues for so long. Um, they just find a way to get it done, whether it's just finding diamonds in the rough and having a, a, an adequate supporting cast um, of, of players. You know, when you look at the Spurs over the years with Duncan and Tony uh, uh, Parker, my David Robinson, Sean Elliott, and then you look at the parallel with the building around Tom Brady and then bringing in other guys around them, whether it's uh, Gronkowski and all these other guys, they just find a way to get it done. I'm sure Philly doesn't really want to talk about New England or San Antonio, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think that Greg Popovich has won an awesome uh, program in San Antonio, and we'll see what's next. I've heard some things, and, you know, we'll see where that goes in the offseason. So before we get to the Sixers, and you mentioned Brett Brown, we'll get to all that in just a moment. So with the Grizzlies winning, they have clinched a spot in the play-in game. And if I'm understanding the, the situation, so if Portland wins, it's Blazers and Grizzlies. If Portland loses, it's Grizzlies and Suns, right? Yes. 
Yes, and just those who are paying attention in this area, John Morant um, and uh, Jonas Valanciunas both had triple doubles in this game. Uh, they just beat uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. And worth mentioning, um, they did it without the Bucks. They were kind of gifted. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo was suspended for headbutting in the game before, so uh, they got the win. And um, you know, it, 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 they live to see another day. But Damian Lillard, man, is hot. He, he went. He, he went. He, he. They play against the Brooklyn Nets to nine o'clock Eastern time. But um, Damian Lillard is playing lights out and playing the way that they should have been playing all year. They've dealt with some injuries throughout the course of the season. Wild. We could we could see arguing the best guard matchups for a play-in game: John Moran versus Dame Lillard for all the marbles. But in the Eastern Conference, Brandon, this Sixers team, we got to talk about this because <laughs> Ben Simmons. He's out for the year with a loose body and his knee surgery. Joel Embiid last night, uh, x-rays came back negative on his wrist, but you know who knows if he's actually going to play tomorrow night or not, or maybe he will, I don't know, with him anymore. What is the state of the future of this Sixers team? I'm leaving that open-ended because I'm at the point, my friend, where I we got a team in Philadelphia right now called the Philadelphia Flyers, they're on fire, and they got this superstar young goaltender, and the city's losing its mind. But the right. Sixers, everyone is exasperated in some way or another with Embiid and Simmons. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that, you know, was expected to do big things. Uh, you know, I um, thought that the Ben Simmons shift to the power forward position uh, would have been great. Uh, just in talking to Brett about this uh, early on, we compared it to LeBron kind of, you know, shifting off the ball. I remember in college at Eastern University where I'm an alum, right on the main line, playing NBA Live, uh, 2004, and LeBron James was the starting point guard on the Cavaliers, and you had J.R. Bremer and, you know, uh, Ricky Davis and, and and some of those other guys, Darius Miles on that team, and I thought it would be a similar thing, you know, with, with uh, Ben Simmons making that comparison. Ben is 6'10", LeBron is 6'8", but – um, they're both playmakers. Um, they're able to distribute the ball. And the thing that I really liked about that team uh, was the ample shooting of Shake Milton. Um, you know, he's a point guard uh, that is a great distributor, can move the up-tempo speed of the game. But, you know, Ben Simmons opens the floor up because he commands that double team, and you lose that. Um, the, I think maybe the consolation prize is, you know, you do have Tobias Harris. Uh, you do have um, – you do have you have guys on that roster that can step up in Ben's absence, but there's no replication for missing Ben. There's no replication for missing Embiid, and um, it's a sad loss. Uh, I did reach out to uh, a couple of people within the Sixers organization to get a prognosis of what it was, what it is with Embiid. I have not gotten a, a, a proxy of you know will he play. I've not gotten a proxy of you know what's next. Um, but it is a disappointment uh, that you have been not playing the rest of the season. Uh, if you pay attention to my podcast, the Scoopy Radio podcast, 2.1 million streams last year on all platforms. Uh, before the bubble restarted, I did have Rashad Phillips, NBA analyst, basketball analyst Rashad Phillips. And one of the things that he said he had been hearing uh, in the offseason, he said it, not I, um, was that the Toronto Raptors uh, will be looking to move up in uh the NBA draft in the fall and would be looking to basically move up 
to get Lonzo Ball. And there was a proposed move or at least a dialogue of that move where basically it would be a potential three-team trade where you would get Lonzo, excuse me, uh, LaMelo Ball uh, to the Toronto Raptors. You would move Cardinal Doherty's high school's own um, their point guard Kyle Lowry uh, to the Philadelphia 76ers and then would ship Ben Simmons to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, that's something that behind the scenes he told me the Raptors are discussing. Uh, we have to see what happens with the seeding for everything with the draft and, and everything at large. But um, it seems as though people want to change in Philadelphia. Uh, when Rashad said that to me on the podcast a few months ago, I reached out to people within the Sixers for comment. Of course, no comment there, but um, you can check out that article that I wrote over at heavy.com. But it seems as though people have discussed, well, do the Sixers, if they have to choose between Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid, who do you pick? Do you keep Sim- Do you keep Embiid because he's a big man, he has a presence, both on social media and just the fact that, you know, he, he is a voice of that locker room and the Embiid, you know, decision? Or do you go with Simmons because he's a once-in-a-lifetime type player at 6'10", that can play point guard and more. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. But um, I do think that the Sixers at the six seed are competitive. It's just you're missing the bread and butter that got you there throughout the course of the season. Um, I don't think the Sixers, or I won't say I don't think, I, I'm very concerned that the Sixers may have some struggles in the first round um, if they play without both. Well, we, they won't be playing with Simmons, but – if they have a limited Embiid, they need Embiid in order to win. Now, speaking of Embiid, you mentioned about the fact that, you know, which one would you choose? So let's, let's further go down that road. Which is the better player to build around in today's game? Because I have two conundrums. On one hand, I have this phenomenal talent who has constantly had injuries, and we know what is the best abilities or availability. On the flip side, you have this, as you mentioned, phenomenal once-in-a-lifetime talent in Ben Simmons, but he himself has limitations to his game that, for whatever reason, are holding him back. So which is the more ideal player to build around in the modern NBA world? Well, I think if you're looking at – so I look at it from two aspects. One, um, product on the floor, and two, who wants to be there. Um, So I'll go with who wants to be there. Embiid – wants to be in Philadelphia. He likes the Sixers. He likes the city. He's embraced the city. Um, I think in addition to that, um, he has a teller-like-it-is attitude that I think the fans like. Just in talking to Joel throughout the course of this bubble, one of the things that stands out to me is, you know, he realized, even though he did not want to even show up for the bubble, he realized that the city was counting on him. He realized that, you know, he's going to be safe, you know, during COVID-19 and, you know, be socially distant, but also come to play basketball. He's done that. I think when you look at the bubble, um, people who have outperformed and surprised in the bubble, everybody talks about Devin Booker. Everybody talks about Damian Lillard. But when you look at Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid is up there. If if, if you give me my all NBA bubble first team, Joel is at the four to five, and that's starting five for me. Um, But I think when you look at Ben Simmons – you don't really get a sense of he wants to be in Philly. I think he's kind of just guarded quiet to himself. And, but I think many people say, I'm not saying this, many people say he has his eyes set on somewhere West where he can be the face of a team, you know, where he can have his stake in things outside of just basketball. 
Um, and I'm not even talking the Kardashian stuff. That's what everybody wants to talk about. I kind of keep personal, personal in the business side of the business. But um, anytime you got a playmaker that's 6'10", um, has the ability to make teammates around him better, even switching to the power forward spot, um, loose particles in his knee or not, I think Ben Simmons is going to be okay. If I were the Sixers, me personally, just looking at things and analyzing it right now, um, because this is the second injury that Ben Simmons has had this season, and you get a sense that Joel Embiid wants to be in Philadelphia. I pick Joel Embiid, but I pick Joel Embiid because I think he's a chance of a lifetime player too. When you look at today's NBA game, people consider him a center. In the 90s, he'd be a power forward. Um, in today's game, you don't see a lot of guys who can play with their back to the basket and can also um, catch you, you, your your favorite team's power forward off the dribble defensively. Um, to me, and I've been saying this for a while, Joel Embiid is Hakeem Olajuwon and Chris Webber in one. We know a little bit about Chris Webber during his time playing for the 76ers. We kind of got him towards the end of his career. But I know you remember him in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I know you remember that pick and roll system under, you know, uh, Adelman and, 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 and Pete Carrill. Uh, when you look at uh, Embiid, Speedy, Limber, draws a double team. I think that uh, if I were the Sixers, I, if I had to choose between the two, I'm picking Embiid. Brandon Scoopy Robinson joining us here on the Boardwalk on the Hotline. Make sure to follow on Twitter for all your NBA news at Scoopy. Also on Twitter, check out the podcast, Scoopy Radio Podcast. How much also does the Sixers' decisions moving forward get influenced by the emergence of Tobias Harris, who is turned into, in many ways, the, the bonafide leader of this team on and off the floor? And we don't just know that because of the you know, the Matisse-style vlogs where you get to see behind the scenes, but also what we're seeing just in how he handles himself. He has handled himself on and off the court in a way that I think maybe has to influence the Sixers' decisions moving forward about how they build the rest of the team. Yeah, I mean, Tobias Harris, um, to me, um, has always been that guy. I I got to know Tobias um, during his time early on when he played for the Grizzlies and the Orlando Magic. Uh, he's from Long Island. We, we share a, a, a commonality with uh, Jay Hernandez, who was his trainer, and then ended up becoming an assistant coach with the Orlando Magic. They're both from Long Island area and went to Hofstra for grad school. And I sat down with Tobias um, back in, like, January or February. These months are kind of, like, bunched together. And one of the things we talked about uh, was when he addressed the, the Philadelphia fans uh, before a game around Martin Luther King time. And we talked about how much um, he learned about just black history. And, um, you know, he basically told me, I'm pulling up the article now. You can read it at heavy.com. He talked about African-Americans. And there's been so many African-Americans who have done remarkable things and a lot of inventions that don't get, that, that, that things people aren't credited for it. And, you know, we went from talking about Martin Luther King to black history to um, leadership within the locker room. And, um, he basically told me we have a lot to do, and he told me, in quote, uh, direct quote, our biggest competitors are ourselves. Um, I think he has embraced the role of being the, 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 the vocal point of that, uh, that Sixers locker room in a way that I think Jimmy Butler was uh, in, a, in, a, in a mercurial sort of way. I don't want to use the word toxic. I think everybody leads differently. I just think that Tobias's presentation is a lot better. 
um, to people, uh, particularly Brett Brown. Um, and so when I look at Tobias and what he's able to do, um, it, 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 he really doesn't surprise me. I think for some people it surprises him or it's a, it surprises people that he's um, as much of a leader as he is. But when you sit back and you look at last summer during you know, free agency, uh, Elton Brand legitimately had to pick between J.J. Redick, Jimmy Butler, or Tobias Harris. And I can tell you, Tobias wanted to be in Philadelphia as well. He liked Brett Brown or likes Brett Brown. Uh, he likes Elton. He likes, you know, the other front office people. Um, and, you know, I, I think that they made a good decision. Now, how's that going to carry over into the playoff? That's a separate issue. Um, I, I think that if we had looked at a, a, a Sixers team where you had Ben Simmons, a healthy Ben Simmons, a healthy Joel Embiid, a healthy Tobias Harris, uh, we'd be talking. Um, but, you know, that, that hasn't been the case. Many analysts were predicting or forecasting that the Sixers would make it to the finals, and along came the Milwaukee Bucks, um, who, to be honest with you, I think are right on time but are really two years late. Um, I, I think that the Sixers, at face value with the roster that they have, can do things. I think, I think Matisse Thibel was a steal. Uh, I think Josh Richardson, you know, I, I spent some time out in Orlando in the preseason. And, um, you know, me and Josh talked about how I felt that, you know, defensively, um, I think he's he's living a, 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 a swing man's dream, both defensively and offensively. All he has to do is just put up 10 to 12 points a game, get some steals, and, you know, let the offensive work uh, handle itself. And it doesn't seem like that that dream for the Sixers as a whole being healthy it's coming to a fruition because you've got your two all-stars hurt and um, they're a six seed really. And truly, I think they should have been a top three team this year, but injuries played a big part of it at the beginning of the season with Joel and later on with Ben. So Tobias Harris is being the leader that, that you, that you described, but I think they need some added push and some added firepower, you know, with Simmons down and, and being hurt. I saved the best for last. We mentioned Brett Brown's name a few times here. I had Ben Golliver tell me about a month ago, he said the 76ers are the most disappointing team in the NBA this year. So I ask you, my friend, Brandon Scoopy Robinson, what do you point to as the reason for that disappointment? Is it Brett Brown? Is it the front office? Or is it the players? I think that's a difficult thing to answer. Um, but I use this as the precursor. Um, the Portland Trailblazers did a lot with less and look at how it turned out. When I look at the Portland Trailblazers, Ben Golliver knows a thing or two about Portland, him being out there for some time, him now in LA, that's my dude. But the Portland Trailblazers started out the season with a hurt Damian Lillard, with a hurt CJ McCollum, and they signed Carmelo Anthony and they thought he was washed. And then they end up becoming the eighth seed in the NBA's Western Conference. And they're playing the Brooklyn Nets at 9 o'clock tonight in a playing game. Portland doesn't have the bench that Philadelphia has. Philadelphia's bench could start. Philadelphia's starters, of course, they start. But at the end of the day, you have two all-stars. And you've had Brett Brown in a Philadelphia system for years. There are there are there are teams with less patience in the NBA that may have terminated the relationship that they had with Brett Brown a long time ago, and the Sixers didn't do that. 
I mean, we're talking about the what was it, the twelve win team Sixers back in the day with Nerlens Noel and all ten those wins. Other guys? Don't forget about the ten win team too. There you go. So you're now in a situation where you've been patient. You you you're now in a situation where you have the stars, and you're in a situation now where really and truly, Philly Philly was supposed to go to the finals last year. Philly's team last year is better than Philly's team this year. And the thing is, what, what Brett Brown is doing with, with Ben Simmons now was what they kind of did in third and fourth quarter situations last year where you had Jimmy Butler running the offense, where you had Ben Simmons moving out the ball and getting to the basket. But it just seems it doesn't work. So when you ask Brett about – when you ask Elton Brand about Brett – Elton looks out for his guy. When you ask Brett about Elton, Brett looks out for his guy. At the end of the day, I think um, there is some accountability that needs to take place or some trades that are likely to happen um, because I think at the end of the day, it comes down to wins. It comes down to productivity. And I think there was a lot of expectations for Philly this year that really should have been their owners last year. In my mind, from a, if I was looking at it from a fan's perspective, it's kind of like when LeBron James left the NBA's Eastern Conference last year. Radio. Great. Toronto's going to win the finals. Now you look at it this year. Great. Kawhi left the Eastern Conference and is going out west. This was Philly's year. And it seems like even Toronto has a chance to make it back and to represent the NBA's Eastern Conference, a team that's been very slept on. So it, it, to answer your question, I think there's a lot of blame to shift around. Injuries is the easy culprit early in the season with Ben. Later in the season, it was, it was oh, excuse me, earlier in the season with Joel. Later in the season with Ben. I think it's not so much coach, coaching as it is personnel and strength. So I think they're going to have to make some decisions whenever their season ends. I hope they do well, but I do think Toronto um, and as well as um, the – uh, Milwaukee Bucks may have other plans. Follow him on Twitter, Scoop B on Twitter. Brandon Scoop B Robinson, NBA Insider, joined us here on game night. And as all guests, he appeared on the Boardwalk Honda Hotline. I always appreciate the insights and candor, my friend. Brothers, thank you for allowing me to be myself. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. And this is Scoop B Radio saying, You bring the coffee, and I'll bring the Duncan. Come on! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 